ஓம் ஸ்ரீ சாய்ராம் ஆஃப்ரிங் மோஸ்ட் ஹம்பிள் பிரணாம்ஸ் அட் த டிவைன் லோட்டஸ் ஃபீட் ஆஃப் அவர் எவர் ப்ரெசன்ட் லார்ட் இன் வோக்கிங் பகவான்ஸ் பெனிடிக்ஷன் ஃபார் டுடே செஷன் டியர் லிஸ்னர்ஸ் மை லவிங் சாய்ராம் டு ஆல் ஆஃப் யூ ஓம் சஹனாவது சஹனௌனக்து சக வீரியங்கரவாவஹை தேஜஸ்வினாவதீதமஸ்து மாவித்விஷாவஹை ஓம் தாய்ஸ்வராபணமஸ்து சர்வேதாந்தோச்சரம் தமகோச்சரம் கோவிந்தம் பரமானந்தம் சத்குரும் பிரணத்தோஸ்மியம் லாஸ்ட் வீக் வி ஸ்டடிட் வர்சஸ் ட்வெண்ட்டி ஒன் ட்வெண்ட்டி டூ அண்ட் ட்வெண்ட்டி த்ரீ வேர் வி டிஸ்கஸ்ட் வைராக்யா அண்ட் ஷம தம உபரதி த ஃபர்ஸ்ட் த்ரீ கம்போனன்ஸ் ஆஃப் ஷமாதி ஷட்க சம்பத்தி டுடே வி ஷில் சி வர்ஸ் ட்வெண்ட்டி ஃபோர் சகனம் சர்வதுக்கானாம் அப்பிரதீகாரபூர்வக்கம் சிந்தாவிலாபரஹிதம் சாதிதிக்ஷாநிகத்தியே சோ வாட் இஸ் திதிக்ஷா சாதிதிக்ஷாநிகத்தியே திதிக்ஷா இஸ் தட் கெப்பாசிட்டி சகனம் சர்வதுக்கானாம் தி கெப்பாசிட்டி டு என்ட்யூர் all sorrows and sufferings how apratikarapurvakam without the feeling of vengeance and chinta vilaparahitam also without chinta worry or anxiety and vilaparahitam to be free from lamenting brooding about it as well that quality is called titiksha So, titiksha can be translated as forbearance and even fortitude is also titiksha. See, when we say that we have to endure all kinds of sufferings without reacting to it or without the feeling of revenge towards the person who has hurt us or harmed us, most often what happens is, since we think we are spiritual we may not immediately react when we are hurt or harmed we keep quiet but inside there is so much inner turmoil we keep on worrying about it or we keep on fretting and fuming and even cursing the person inside and this is also not titiksha say for instance somebody has shouted at me and i keep quiet also i think no one has spoken anything at all to me and i have not heard anything there is no inner turmoil and there is no worry or anxiety about it and i am completely free even inside as well that is the quality of titiksha most often we think that when we do not react at all even for some things where we should be responding we think it is titiksha it is not so 
For instance, we have a very bad knee pain, but in the name of titiksha, we do not grumble, we do not complain about it and we try to bear the pain. Then what happens when we sit in meditation? Instead of meditating upon Brahman, we will be meditating upon the knee pain, isn't it? So, this is also not titiksha. Wherever common sense has to be used, that should be done. And here it says, Sarva Dukhanam, all kinds of sufferings that come to us, that we should bear. And that is what titiksha is. So, how to develop this titiksha? See, if we look at it from karma point of view, if we understand the theories of karma well, we know that nothing comes to us undeserved. If we are going through some suffering today, it is our own making. So, when we understand this, we get acceptance of all these sufferings in our life and we go through this period of suffering, challenging or testing times with fortitude and also with prayers to the Lord and we go through them with dignity. So, this is from karma point of view. From bhakti point of view, if we look at titiksha, if we are devotees of God, then what happens is, I have unflinching faith in my Lord. He is in charge of my life. And He knows what I need and what I deserve. He knows what is best for me and He will give me accordingly. And this also gives us acceptance in our life. And whatever that life throws at us, we think that whatever happens, happens for our highest good. Because the Lord who is in charge of my life knows what is best for me. So, this is the attitude towards the sorrows or sufferings in our life that we get from our Daiva Preeti, love for God, devotion to our Ishta Devata. And also to count our blessings and be contented and be even grateful to the Lord for all the blessings that we have so that we do not focus on what we do not have and complain about it. That also helps us to develop titiksha. From jnana point of view, if we look at titiksha, See, when we know that as the Bhagavad Gita says, Matras parshastu kaunteya shitoshna sukha dukkada The dualities, the bandhvas, the pairs of opposite, opposites in the world is in the way we interact with the world when the senses interact with the world. That is how we have this dual experiences of heat, cold, pain, pleasure, honour, dishonour and so on. So, what are we supposed to do? As the Lord continues to say, Agama payino anitya tam titikshasva bharata So, think that they are agama payino. They just come and go. Anitya, they are ephemeral, they are temporary, they do not stay permanently. They just come and go, as Swami would say. They are passing clouds and if we understand this aspect, it helps us to develop titiksha tam titikshasva bharata. Therefore, 
receive them or go through them with dignity with fortitude this is what the lord says so this is from gnana point of view see when we look at the pairs of opposites what bhagwan often would say is when you invite a blind man to your house for a dinner the blind man comes with an attendant who takes care of him you cannot say i will welcome only the blind man and not the person who accompanies him you have to welcome both of them see that's how swami says likewise in life these pairs of opposites are inevitable they come to you together and you cannot afford to say i will welcome only pleasure and i don't want pain that is not the way of the world see once a king asks his minister to give him a solution to the problem that has been worrying him he says tell me that by which i do not feel elated when i am happy and that by which i do not feel depressed when i have some problem or when i am going through suffering the minister thinks about it for a long time and he cannot find any answer and he comes home worried his clever daughter asks him about it and the minister tells her the same thing what the king has told him and this daughter says tomorrow take me to the court of the king and i will solve his problem and next day she comes to the court of the king and he says o king i want you to make a sticker and inscribe these words on it and stick it on your forehead and stand in front of a mirror and look into it and read it well what is written there it is written this too shall pass see when we understand that both sorrow and happiness they are just these passing clouds they come and go this too shall pass then we will not be overly elated or we will not also be depressed by both these things and in fact bhagwan would often say this as the mantra this too shall pass and these are some of the ways that we can develop titiksha in our life and so titiksha we can say is the capacity of the mind to accommodate cheerfully all its vicissitudes and also to patiently ignore any obstacles that might come in our spiritual journey and now we shall see verse number 25 ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಸ್ಯಗುರುವಾಕ್ಯಸ್ಯಸ್ಯಬುಧ್ಯಾವಧಾರಣಾಸಾಶ್ರದ್ಧಾಕಥಿತಸ
this quality takes one to realizing his or her true self this takes us to reality so implicit faith in the teachings of the shastra the scriptures and also guru in its true essence understanding the meaning of this teachings that takes us towards reality is what is called shraddha so shraddha as we can see is not a blind belief it is trust or belief with logic and experience because it is the trust in the time tested validated teachings of the scriptures and the teachings of the guru so sharat datte iti shraddha it means it is the capacity of the buddhi to perceive and know the truth that quality is called shraddha and that is why it is said in the bhagavad gita shraddhavan labhate gnanam it is shraddha that takes us to gnana wisdom and it is also said samshayatma vinashyati a seeker who lacks this shraddha he comes to perish so this is the importance of shraddha in this gnana marga or the path of wisdom and it is not only shraddha in the teachings of the guru but it is also understanding the true essence or the import of these teachings and also implicitly obeying the teachings of the guru putting into practice the teachings of the guru that is also an active part of shraddha and not only the teachings of the guru shastra vakyeshu even the words of scriptures what is shastra shasana trayate iti shastraha that which protects us through its instructions that is called shastra therefore having faith in these words the teachings of the scriptures is also shraddha and to develop shraddha some of the ways are constantly involving ourselves in satsang and studying the lives of avatars the saints and enlightened masters and also to constantly keep the company of seekers the fellow pilgrims to the lotus feet and these are some of the ways to develop unflinching faith in the teachings of the guru and also shastra and putting these teachings into practice therefore shraddha takes us beyond sense intelligence and also shraddha has another ingredient that is bhakti when we have bhakti towards our guru bhakti towards our shastras then what happens is the study of the shastras will not just lead to dry intellectualism or an argumentative nature or intellectual gymnastics but that will give us the true understanding of the shastras so that we can put them into practice so this bhakti is also important to grow in shraddha now we will see verse number 26 स्थापनं बुद्धे शुद्धे ब्रह्मणि सर्वथा 
तत्समाधानमित्युक्तम् न तु चित्तस्य लालनम् सो दिस इज अबाउट समाधान द लास्ट कंपोनेंट ऑफ शमादि षटक संपत्ति सर्वदा एट ऑल टाइम्स सर्वथा इन ऑल वेज शुद्धे ब्रह्मणि स्थापनम बुद्धे हे द माइंड टू बी एस्टैब्लिश्ड इन शुद्ध ब्रह्म द अल्टीमेट रियलिटी और द सुप्रीम ट्रुथ एंड न तु चित्तस्य लालनम नॉट गिविंग इनटू वेरियस ऑसिलेशंस ऑफ द माइंड दैट इज द क्वालिटी ऑफ समाधान सो द ट्रैंक्विलिटी ऑफ द माइंड where the mind at all times in all ways is continuously absorbed in the contemplation of the supreme reality and it is not let to wander away this is the quality of samadhana or as the tatva bodha says it is chittaikagrata the single pointed focus of the mind so sthapanam means to place very well when the mind is placed in the atman that is the samadhana state the difference between uparama and samadhana is that in uparama the mind is withdrawn from the external world whereas in samadhana the mind is made to absorb in shuddha brahmani in the non dual brahman who is beyond maya that is beyond time space and object how do we cultivate this samadhana see after all we have only one mind it is the same mind that has to engage itself in our day to day worldly activities and also the same mind has to focus in atman or brahman in the seat of contemplation isn't it therefore whatever we do throughout the day if we learn to do one thing at a time and completely focus on whatever we are doing the power of focus or concentration in the mind increases and this trained mind or disciplined mind can be easily brought to be absorbed even in the seat of contemplation in atman or brahman this is one of the ways to strengthen our samadhana where the mind experiences certain quietude and inner peace all the time that is why it is said natu chittasya lalanam lalanam is often associated with entertaining children see when we try to entertain the child with whatever it asks for say toys or chocolates or sweets or pampering the mind of the child this is called lalanam here it is said natu lalanam the mind should not be pampered the mind should not be given whatever it asks for but the mind should be disciplined as we want it to behave or where we want it to focus that is also samadhana so in modern parlance practicing mindfulness is what probably we can say samadhana is 
the three ways in which the mind dissipates itself of its energy as per the bhagavad gita as we have studied earlier also or it is the regrets of the past anxiety for future and because of this certain feverishness or frenzy in the present if the mind is trained by focusing on one thing at a time throughout the day then it helps us to develop this samadhana so with this we complete the shamadi shatka sampatti and it is said that these shamadi shatka sampatti or the expression of vairagya when we have dispassion or vairagya it becomes easier for us to strengthen our shamadi shatka sampatti as well that's why they are described as the six spokes in the wheel of vairagya and now we will see verse number 27 ahankaradi dehantan bandhan agnyana kalpitan swasvarupavabodhena muktumichchamu mukshuta so the fourth aspect of sadhana chatushtaya that is mumukshutva is what is defined here mumukshuta Mumukshutva is moktum icha a burning desire an impatient yearning to seek freedom that is called mumukshutva and what is this state of mumukshutva ahankaradi dehantan bandhan agnyana kalpitam agnyana kalpitan bandhan the bondage that is caused by agnana ignorance that leads to ahankaradi dehantan ahankara aham karomi i am doing i am the doer and thereby falsely identifying ourselves with bmi that is what happens to us and when there is this intense desire to be free of this deha bhava the bondage that is produced by ignorance then swaswarupa avabodhena how does this come to us it comes to us through realizing our true nature this is called mumukshutva so it is the intense or the burning desire to release oneself from the bondage of ignorance that leads to bodily identification and this happens only when we are aware of our true nature that there is something more to my true nature than this just bmi and i have to realize that when that yearning comes to us it is called mumukshutva so it is the freedom from limitations and inadequacies of bmi or bodily identification and this is about the last component of sadhana chatushtaya and there are three more verses which deal with the importance of this sadhana chatushtaya see when we see mumukshutva there are various degrees of mumukshutva we have studied this in tatvabodha also ati manda very dull type of mumukshitva where one knows yes i have to seek liberation 
but there are many many more lives to come and let me see then and now let me enjoy the world then the second one is manda dull type where one says yes i must seek liberation but i am so busy right now let me postpone it till my retirement and once i once i retire actively from my life then i can sit and contemplate on the truth then there is this madhyama mumukshitva where the seeker is little more serious about getting liberated and he starts practicing some sadhana and seva like karma yoga bhakti yoga dhyana yoga and he puts in some self efforts every day the fourth is tivra mumukshitva where the seeker seeks here and now and where moksha becomes the only goal in life and whatever he does that will take him towards the goal of human life that is the tivra mumukshitva but for us the power of maya is so strong that we don't even know at times that we are bound and even when we know we are so happy in our bondage we are happy slaves of the world that we do not strive to seek the truth and that is why this mumukshutva is very difficult for us so in this context we should all be very grateful to bhagwan who in every discourse of his kept reminding us kept hammering on to us this truth that i am god so are you i have realized it you have not yet realized and this is how he kept on urging us to strive to develop this mumukshutvam and this is probably is our greatest blessing and now we will see verse number 28 manda madhyama rupa api vairagyena samadina prasadena guro seyam pravridha suyate phalam manda madhyama rupa api vairagyena samadina even when one has dull and also madhyama mediocre type of vairagya dispassion shamadina the shama the mind control and so on like the other shatka sampatti even then guroh prasadena seyam pravridha suyate phalam but by the grace of the guru all these can increase in one's life and even the mediocre dispassion and shama that he has they also come to bear fruit so this is the grace of the guru that is emphasized again and again in this text by acharya shankara even though we have little bit of vairagya and shama that is enough for us to progress because when we attract the grace of the guru all these will not only increase and they will also reach their fruition by the grace of the guru but when we say so it is also important for us to know that as disciples as seekers to get this grace of the guru we must be very sincere in our practice there must be intensity of sadhana application of the teachings of the guru and also consistency of sadhana which is done regularly that is also important for the 
seeker. Only then we can get the grace of the Guru, which will help us to strengthen our Vairagya and Shama. Then, next we will see verse number 29. Vairagyancha mumukshutvam tivram yasyatu vidyati tasminne vartavantasyuhu phalavantashamadayaha means this vairagya and mumukshutva dispassion and the yearning to be free tivram yasyatu vidyate if one has this intense spirit of vairagya and mumukshutva yearning for liberation then what happens is tasminne vartavantaha phalavantaha shamadayaha the shama, calmness, tranquility of the mind or mind control and other various virtues or various practices will have their meaning and they will bear fruit. So, what does this verse say? See, it is only when we have dispassion to the unreal and it is only when we have the intense desire to be free of this Deha Bhava, the limitations, the inadequacies that come with BMI, only then the other qualities like Shama and other Shatka Sampati, they will bear fruit. So, simply developing mind control, sense control, sitting in meditation or even Shraddha to the teachings of the Guru, they will not take us anywhere unless they are combined with the intense spirit, Tivram, it is said, the intense spirit of dispassion and Mumukshutva. So to say, see, when people claim for themselves that they are leading true living in an honest way, they may say, I am so dutiful. I earn my money honestly. I look after my home, my dependents to the extent I can afford it. And also, I share my wealth with others in whatever way possible. I give charity. So, I believe that I am a nobler soul than those who practice severe austerities. So, this is what we may say. But even though one practices all these things, he leads the right way of life or dharmic way of life if he has not developed dispassion to all that is unreal which comes to him through viveka, the power of discrimination, nitya anitya vastu viveka to discern between the real and the unreal. And also, unless he develops this yearning to be free from this samsara, all these virtues are of no use for him. So, this is the meaning of this verse. This is it for the day. I will conclude with the Shanti Mantra. Om Purnamadah Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti 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 
हरि ओम तत्सश्री साईश्वरापणमस्तु आई एम ग्रेटफुल टू भगवान माई सिंसियर थैंक्स टू टीम रेडियो साई एंड ऑल ऑफ यू जय साई राम